A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Because the New Testament is utter horse it's created by a bishop and a an emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you witness to I'm asking you to brush his hair. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode number 60. I am your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast came out of uh, the original uh, introduction video I had, which was a montage of about 40 or so false teachers set to a song, a Christian rap song by Result called No Compromise, used by permission. Thank you, Result. Uh, And someone came to me and said, you know what? I don't know who all these people are. Some of the people that I do know I thought were actually okay. Could you kind of break it down for us and let us know why these people are false teachers, what qualifies them or disqualifies them from being actual pastors and so on? And make it easier for us to understand. And so I did that. That's how this was uh, started. This segment of the podcast was started. And I started with uh, Stephen Furtick because that was who she specifically asked me about. And then I systematically went through that montage of false teachers and broke down every single one of them. Uh, After I was finished with that, I kind of revamped the introduction video. One, to make it a little shorter so you don't have to endure two and a half minutes. Um, One, to make it a little more versatile so I can take pictures in and put video clips in, stuff like that. As you notice, sometimes when I'm talking about a certain uh, false teacher, I will add a clip of them in the introduction video. And so it's a little more versatile for me. And then it's a beat that I made with my own phone that maybe one day if we get to the magic number of subscribers and so on, potentially this could be a monetized podcast and I could... Uh, help it use it to help me uh, make money to make more so that's all the reasons behind all of that and a little background on the podcast for those who are new Um, and again for those who are new we owe that to those who like the videos subscribe hit the uh, share button that makes the algorithm uh, push it out to more and more people who might want to watch it if you are new here um, this is your first or second or eighth time and you haven't yet please hit the subscribe button hit the notification button get all the content that i release here on the evangelical norm channel on youtube as long as we are able to um i'm sure at some point in time i'm going to make youtube mad enough that they're going to boot me off and i'll end up over on rumble or somewhere else um hopefully i don't ever just end up on god tube i don't even know if god tube still exists but So all that being said, a little bit of background on the podcast. This week's podcast is sure to upset somebody, um, or maybe a lot of somebodies. Um, Even putting this dude's name in the tags 
is going to probably push this far and wide because he is he could be uh, potentially be the most famous, uh, most influential right now false teacher of any of the false teachers we've had on this. And uh, this week's episode for episode number 60, this week's false teacher is uh, Mr. Joe Rogan. Okay, Norm. Why are you picking on Joe? He's not a Christian, doesn't even claim to be a Christian. He just does his own thing. Well, here's the deal. Here's the reason why I'm even going to discuss Joe. I mean, I remember Joe from way back when he was uh, Joe the electrician on news radio. So that's where I know Joe from, and I've watched his career grow. And I've always liked Joe Rogan. I liked him as... Uh, that character on that show, he was probably my favorite character on that show. Um, as a stand-up comedian, again, you know, I, I can handle a little bit of you know risque content in your comedy show. I I remember um, specifically the beef between he and Carlos Mencia because again, Carlos Mencia was one of my favorite comedians at one point in time too, and to watch. To see Joe make the accusations of Carlos stealing jokes and being willing to carry it out. You know, again, Joe has always been that kind of guy that has put stuff out there and will stand behind the things that he says. And whether you think he is or not, I mean, just with the platform that he has right now, he has the number one downloaded, listened to, streamed podcast I, I want to say in the world right now. I may be mistaken. It may just be in the United States. It may just be Northern Hemisphere or something. But Joe has a huge following. And that is what makes him so dangerous as a false teacher. Because he will, he will talk about religion and Christianity and those things. And, um, and basically, bottom line is, he's wrong about all of it. Not, not all of it, but I mean, I've, so here's what brought Joe up. I mean, he flew under my radar. I never even considered Joe as a false teacher. I mean, I've had Donald Trump. I've had, uh, Dan Barker, Richard Dawkins. I've had atheists and other false teachers on here. Um, as my false teacher of the week, never even really considered Joe. I mean, I, I don't listen to his podcast. I'll hear clips of it when other people listen to it and bring it up. So, you know, if, if they play a clip of his stuff on uh, Cross Politic or Ben Shapiro or any of those other podcasts, not many other podcasts I listen to, I think, um, you know. But recently, in the last couple of weeks, he's popped up on Doug Wilson has done some reaction to uh, things that he said. And also, what do you mean? Um, another YouTube channel um, that does theolo- theology and apologetic kind of uh, podcasts have brought him up. And so as I watched those, I was like, okay, I need to go back and look at this. One, the videos that they responded to are, are old. I mean, three, four, five, six years old. And, but we've not seen Joe in any recent time come back and recant the things that he said in any of those videos. So I would say it's fair to say they still represent his opinion on these things. They're still put out on like the JRE, the official Joe Rogan experience 
uh, YouTube channel and clips and so on. You can find them. That's where I've got the, them from, the one that we're going to look at today. Uh, so he's willing to put out there and speak authoritatively on religion. And again, from the quote at the beginning of this podcast, at the intro video, at the beginning of the intro, that's what I'm trying to say. A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if God's truth was attacked and I didn't say something. And that's not, uh, and yet remain silent. I botched it. But so Joe is more than willing to attack God's truth. And as the master's dog, I'm going to bark. Now, a lot of people like to throw at me. Uh, I think it's a Spurgeon quote that says, um, you know, I would, I would much less uh, defend a, a, a tiger in a cage than I would the word of God. Um, I just let the tiger loose, right? And so we can do that. But again, sometimes you've got to make noise when people are, are specifically attacking the word of God, which is what Joe Rogan has done in some of these videos. And again, there's no shortage of videos of Joe making commentary on religion, whether it's that he thinks that Moses was using DMT or I don't, D, DT, I don't know what this drug is that, that is so popular that Joe talks about all the time and mushrooms and that the whole burning bush was a hallucinogenic uh, experience of Moses on drugs and, you know, that other issues of people on drugs and Jesus walking on water was probably a drug induced something or hallucination. And then he talks about and the, the clip we're going to look at. I mean, he's very much talked about life after death and that he doesn't believe in heaven or hell and that uh, he's talked about mostly Catholicism. I think he grew up Catholic and I, I, there's videos of him talking about a kid, his kid at school and something going on. So I'm assuming it's a Catholic school or something. But this is a video clip and I'm going to play it and I'm going to comment on it as we go. And I'm going to try really hard not to get heated probably not going to work um, because just talking about it with other people as I've watched the video, not even responding in my own commentary, I've gotten just, this irritates me. Uh, so first off, I'm going to give you language warning. I did not take the time to go through and bleep out all the curse words. So if you listen or watch with your kids around and you want to move them off because you know what Joe's language is like, please do so now. I'll give you a couple of seconds to pause the video. Okay, and we're back. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of this clip and then talk about it. And this is this. And and granted, again, I'm going to give credit or I'm going to give the disclaimer that I believe this video clip is like four to six years old that he talked about this. But Nowhere have we seen anywhere where Joe has gone back on his uh, statements and said, you know what, I don't believe that anymore. So I'm still going to stand on this and, and anybody can come back. And if Joe comes back and says, I don't believe that anymore, then great. Um, I don't believe me. I don't think it's going to be my podcast that's going to cause him to come back and make that statement. But We'll see how far and wide this video goes. It's usually when I talk about secular guys that these videos kind of blow up. So here's a video of Joe Rogan talking about uh, the Old and New Testament and just a little bit about religion. So here we go. 
and the fucking president of the United States can openly talk about God. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the, the president? And, and again, a little background on this. He started out talking about that Satan is no longer like a cultural topic that people talk about. Nobody even really believes in Satan anymore. Well, most Christians still believe that Satan is a, a lion prowling around seeking what he can devour, right? Um, seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. And uh, so a lot of people do still believe in in the devil that he's out there and not that I believe in him, but I, I believe he exists. And so here he's, he's kind of into that thing of, you know, people don't talk about the devil or believe the devil exists anymore, but people still believe in God and why, you know, I mean, if we don't believe in one, why would we believe in the other? Well, they're not mutually exclusive. They don't, they're, they're not like uh, what most people think of, of opposites of the same coin. The devil does not have the same, power or ability as God does. It's not that he's God's polar opposite. He is a, he was a creature created by God, fell from heaven, expelled from heaven, cast, uh, will be cast into hell, became the deceiver and so on. So. And every, and no, and no one goes, what is God? What are you saying? Like, what are you saying? Do you think Jesus came back from the dead? What, What do you think? Do you think someone walked on water? Yes. And yes. I believe Jesus came back from the dead, and we've got plenty of evidence to show that. Um, and I do believe that Jesus walks on water. No evidence to show that, but I have no problem believing that. Do you believe in a literal translation? Uh, Are you an yes. Old Testament guy or a New Testament guy? Both. And here again, as a Christian, as a believer in Christ... Now, you would say most of your Orthodox Jews and so on are Old Testament guys. They would say they're Torah or Talmud or, um, you know, Pentateuch or whatever guys, but they are the Old Old Testament guys. Christians are Old and New Testament. We're not just New Testament, which is where he kind of goes here in a minute. I don't know any Christian, true believer in Christ, repentant, put their faith and trust in Christ. Don't come at me with the true Scotsman fallacy. If you have not repented and put your faith in Christ, you are not a Christian. You can call yourself a cow. It doesn't make you one. You can stand in a garage. It doesn't make you a car, right? None of those things, none of the proclamations that you make, just because you identify as something does not make you that thing. There are Jesus laid out and scripture lays out specific things that are required for someone to be a Christian. And that requires repentance and faith in Christ. That's what makes someone a Christian. If you don't have those two things, then you're not a you're not a, a Christian. You may be a believer, you may be a follower, you may be any of those things that you want to define yourself as. But unless you have repented and put your faith and trust in Christ, you are not a Christian. Well, the New Testament. No, well, the New Testament was made by Constantine, who was a fucking Roman emperor who wasn't even Christian. Okay. Let's break that down into two parts. So what you're trying to tell me, Joe, is that the New Testament, the core of, uh, of our belief in Christ and, and Christian living and so on, yes, that is where we would get our, you know, we believe the Old Testament, we recognize the Old Testament pointed to Christ and that he fulfilled that law and the prophets and so on. The New Testament gives us kind of our mandate of how we should live um, and tells us about Christ's life, death, resurrection, the, the little bits of the Acts of the Apostles. And then Paul gives us 
these epistles and John and Peter and James and Jude, where we get, and whoever it is that wrote Hebrews, we get these epistles where they're giving um, instruction. They're giving, there's some descriptive stuff in, in the epistles, but a lot of it is prescriptive. This, how now shall we live? This is what this is. Um, but you're telling me this was all made up by a dude hundreds of years later who wasn't even a Christian. This is what you believe, Joe? Because and I'm, I'm going to let you get a little further and then I'm going to break it down into what you're actually doing. But here we go. Here's, here's a little more. So, but again, the guy wasn't even a Christian until, but he made all this Christian stuff, but he wasn't a Christian. It, it, it doesn't make sense. He wasn't a Christian until he died. Now we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. He didn't even believe it. He was, he was, he was, he was, he became a Christian on his fucking deathbed. So he didn't believe it, but he wrote it and he made it all up, but he didn't believe it. But then he did believe it. And he became a Christian when he died. So he, I mean, I mean it, that that's, uh, you're doing too many drugs, Joe, because you've got to be freaking high to come up with that concept. A guy made up some crap that he didn't believe, but then when he died, he believed it. Huh? I mean, come on. I wouldn't even say that L. Ron Hubbard believed anything that he put in any of the writings of Scientology and Dianetics. That dude just made all that crap up to make money. But you're, and, and, and whatever. But to, to go, Constantine didn't believe it, then he made it up for whatever reason to control the masses. But then when he died, he believed it. I don't get it, Joe. And the reality is, is, and again, this is, this is, Things that I, this is, uh, what's up? What am I trying to, it's anecdotal. I don't have, I don't have anything written down to say, but, but tradition tells us, history tells us that many people, because they thought that baptism was what actually saved you, the washing away of your sin. And so if you were baptized and your sin were washed away and then you got baptized or you sinned again, then you didn't get to go to heaven. There were some really bad theologies and stuff like that. But so a lot of people just didn't get baptized until they were about to die. So they were like, okay, I'm clean. I'm washed. Now I can die without sinning again, which they probably did in thought or in some way. Um, but again, I, I digress. Continue on. Like that's when he became a Christian. Like all these people that are like really into the New Testament mm. and like I'll talk about Old Testament shit and people get mad at me on Twitter. Yeah. They'll send me this fucking hate text. You, you understand, motherfucker, what the difference is between the Old Testament and the New Testament because the New Testament is utter horseshit. It's created by a bishop and a fucking emperor. No, it wasn't. Do some damn research, Joe. I mean, don't just spit this stupid stuff out while you're talking. You're, you're literally, you're doing exactly what they say that they're doing. You're making stuff up. Or you're spewing the, the stuff that you've heard that someone else has made up without even taking the time. It's a 10-second freaking Google search, Joe, to find out that everything that you're spewing is ridiculous. It wasn't made up by a bishop and an emperor. We literally have, there are manuscripts of the New Testament 
that are as early right now, there are manuscripts that are there that date as early as the 60 AD. And we have, we have, uh, I, God, I can't even, I'm drawing a blank on the dude's name, John, John something, manuscripts from like 90 AD. Or one, th- I mean, no, he's 130 AD. But then we have stuff from 90, we have stuff from 60. There are manuscripts out there, bits and pieces of biblical writing that date back to within 30 years of when Jesus died. There's a fragment from like 120 to 150 AD, somewhere in there, that literally has every, has like a table of contents. I don't actually, I don't think it's a table of contents, but it has fragments of every book of the, the New Testament except for James. Now, you might be able to convince somebody that James wasn't added into the canon until the Council of Nicaea. I think it was actually added before that. It was in there, but people came to accept it as authoritative because, again, we didn't, there was no table of contents, right? But we had the written works of the apostles, um, Paul, John, and James was the one that people went, "Eh, well, you know, he wasn't really an apostle. He didn't become a believer until after Jesus died, but it was Jesus's brother. And he was like, he was a bishop in Rome, I believe, or in Jerusalem or one of those places. He was literally an overseer of the church. And so they gave authority, they, they recognized the authority of James. But the reality is all this stuff existed long before Nicaea, long before Constantine. We can literally lose every manuscript that we have and we can look at church fathers between the time of John and the apostles and Constantine and we can find writings of early church fathers, Justice Martyr, Justin Martyr and so on, in this time period where every bit of the Bible is quoted by them in their writings, except for I think maybe eight verses in John. So what you're saying is utter bull crud, Joe. And you're just not willing to take the time to, to research it and look at it. But you're, you're sitting there with such authority and making these statements that, and you look like a fool. You're literally doing exactly what people accuse Christians or, or Christians do when they go, oh, Darwin converted on his deathbed. Well, we have no evidence of that. And all this stuff, all the stuff that is, you know, the, the New Testament was created at, at the Council of Nicaea and Constantine and blah, 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 blah. Stop watching freaking Dan Brown movies. Get rid of the Da Vinci Code. Quit believing it because it's a lie. This stuff did not come about until, at 325 AD. It existed long before that. And to say that, oh, it was made, that it is the atheist version or the secular humanist version or the non-believers version or whatever you want to consider yourself version of Darwin's deathbed conversion. Just doesn't hold water, Joe. Um, He's got a couple other things to say. I've gone much longer than I usually do on these, but let's let's finish it out. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. 
Where, Joe? Where do you get that this is established religious fact? Because I'll tell you what, really, the, the reality is the only place where this is established religious fact is in the minds of the Radical Response Squad, which are defunct, Richard Dawkins, and you, apparently, and maybe the, the, the guy at the Jeff Durbin, James White, I can't remember his name, if he was Dr. Clark or Dr. whatever, with the, the antifreeze going, show me, show me, show me, drink the antifreeze, show me, show me, show me. The four of you, five of you, Rational Response Squad was a couple of different people, but there's a very small group of people who would actually be audacious enough to make that statement that this is established religious fact because no, Joe, it's not. In no world anywhere except in your drug-influenced mind is this established religious fact. We're done. So there you go, guys. Joe Rogan, most popular podcast out there at least in the nation, maybe in the world, biggest platform to influence people. And these are the kind of statements that he's making. That's why he falls into our category of false teacher of the week. That's why I warn you against him. I hope you found this helpful. If you haven't already hit subscribe, like share, do all that stuff. And as always preach the gospel at all times, use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.